Hey everyone, and welcome, welcome to a new episode of uh, Midnight Wars. Today with us, we have Jess Bishop. Jess, how are you? Doing good. How are you doing today? I really can't complain. So Jess, tell us something about yourself. Something about myself. Um, something that people don't know or something that people do know. Tell us something about yourself. <laughs> well, I love animals. People know that. I mean, that's outside of cybersecurity, you know, because we all, we all have outside cybersecurity stuff. Um, so, yeah, I love animals and I love being outside. And that's how I balance my cybersecurity life. <laughs> so tell us, how did you first get into cybersecurity? Um, getting into cybersecurity was actually kind of a long road for me. I've, I've, it was my second career change. I used to be in the army. I did military police work. Um, from there, I went, I got out of the army cause I wanted my weekends. I didn't, because I was military police, I didn't want to babysit, you know, adults for a living anymore. And, you know, I wanted to do the family thing, which is really difficult to do when you're on active duty military. Um, so I started, I got my associate's degree, just general ed, um, general education. And I got into the corporate world doing international sales admin and RFP response and contract management all in one job. It was a- Let, let me stop you right there. It sounds very interesting, <laughs> very challenging and, you know. <laughs> and- you know, from there, it just, I, I reached a point with that career where I was done. I, I was, I don't know, it, it didn't ever feel quite right. Uh, but I loved doing the, the security part of military police. And throughout the years, you know, I, I loved computers. I, I didn't really do much with them, but I loved them. Um, and, you know, back in 2014, I'd gotten my identity stolen. And at that time, I wanted to do a job. It was like working for banks, going through transactions and trying to catch fraudulent transactions. And I just didn't have the means to, to try to switch careers at that point in time. Um, so 2020 came along and the pandemic hit and I reached a point where I was like, what am I doing? Why don't I do the stuff I want to do? So I looked back to that old career I thought about in 2014, but I couldn't find it anymore. And I know now that I think it's been automated. Um, and that's why I couldn't find it anymore. Uh, so I'm like, I'll do cybersecurity <laughs> and, you know, naive me not knowing how big site cybersecurity was. I, I just, you know, I, I was like, well, how do I get into cybersecurity? Uh, so I was like, okay, security analyst sounds good. So I went on LinkedIn and I was like, do, do, do security analysts in my area. And there was a CIO in our area and she looked very nice. So I just reached out to her on LinkedIn and I was like, Hey, do you have time to talk? And what, what should I do? Like how, what steps do I take? Um, and I decided to roll, enroll in school at that time because I thought that school would teach me everything I would need to know <laughs> for cybersecurity. Cause you know, that's what school's supposed to do. <laughs> And, uh, you know, when I was in the army, when you went to school, you came out knowing how to do your job. So I was like, I'm going to go to college. So I started, uh, I enrolled in college to get my bachelor's. And with every semester that passed, I was like, when are we going to get hands on? When are we getting hands on? I'm like, maybe next semester, maybe next semester. You know, we did coding and that was about it. But <laughs> it's like, 
I got to take this into my own hands. <laughs> so I started getting on LinkedIn. I was like, oh, there's a community here. Let me connect with people. Um, first one I really connected with, with was Gerald Osier. Um, he was so nice. He was the, probably the perfect first person to really approach. I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, here's my resources. <laughs> so from there, it kind of exploded. And I realized how magical LinkedIn was. And I promise this is coming back around to cybersecurity because this really is part of the no, journey. No, it's, it's, uh, very, it's very important. It's part of it is it's part of the journey. People don't understand why it's so important to network and reach out to people oh inside the cybersecurity uh, atmosphere of LinkedIn. It's a lot of people. They're all willing to help and a lot of resources. You know, you, you don't just go in there and study programming or study SOC being how to be a SOC analyst. There is another component that a lot of people are ignoring, which is what you're talking about right now. Yeah, I mean, and it's building the meaningful relationships. I think people get it wrong with networking where they're like, I'm just going to connect with a million people and let my profile sit. I realized there was all these resources and I didn't even going to school, I didn't realize how many careers within cybersecurity there was because they, they do a quick like introductory semester where they're like, here's a list of jobs, go and research the salaries. And you're like, okay, cool. And then you start talking to people. You're like, that's like this amount of jobs that's available. And of course, the first question people ask me, what do you want to do in cybersecurity? Like, I don't know. And I started exploring it. And my problem was it was all so cool that I couldn't make, it became like a, a what is that when you have like information overload? It's kind of like an analysis paralysis, but you know, it's just, I didn't know what to do. So I was all over the place, but I was networking the whole time and I was building up community. I, you know, getting to know people, getting to ask them about their jobs um, and learning, you know, just through conversations, you know, whether it be webinars or in discords, or even just through the LinkedIn, you know, posts, I could see what people were saying about their jobs and I could see what kind of knowledge people were gaining from their jobs. So it really helped me to kind of say, okay, what do I actually want to do? And, you know, like everybody who comes in, well, most people, I was like, I want to do pen testing and I still do, but I don't have a technical background. So it's building that up. I mean, that's, it's important in pen testing. You just, you don't realize how much there is until you start exploring it. You, you need to know the backend tech if you want to do pen testing. Yeah. And so at that point, I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll still figure out what I want to do. You know, I was like, I'll be a SOC analyst, I guess. That sounds like a good place to start. But even then, I was too, over the, too, too much all over the place with my studying. Um, and once I finally narrowed it down, you know, at, at one point, uh, probably March time frame, I just said, I can't be all over the place. I, I want to be a pen tester. Let's study for pen testing. So I was like, okay, let's do this. But then while I was doing that and doing my write-ups and doing just things with the community, somebody in my network was like, hey, we have a job for a SOC analyst open. I think you'd be good in it. Would you like to apply? So did you have so experience? Like, yes. Did you have experience before that person reached out to you in anything related to cybersecurity? Nope, just so, just hands on. Uh, so just, the thing is, I, I communicate with uh, with a lot of people on LinkedIn, and some of them are not being very nice. They they come back mm -hmm. to me with comments that are saying, "Well, 
if one person got a job out of uh, a million uh, with no experience, that doesn't count. And I'm like, well, I've, I've literally interviewed, you're the third person that got reached out because she was networking on LinkedIn. I think it's four, I think it's three out of four of the people I interviewed got a job with no experience on LinkedIn because they networked. Yes. And, you know, a big part of that is, even though I don't have tech experience, I do have corporate experience and I do have security experience. Um, Because a security mindset is something else I think people are missing with cybersecurity. Um, Because I've worked with people, I've seen people doing their home labs. There's a dark side to cybersecurity. It's the bad guys. There's a reason we have jobs. They're not playing by the rules. So you have to think like, how do I defend? What do I think of with defending? What, you know, what are they thinking? And how do I protect my assets or the company's assets? Obviously, I mean, not, you know, mine personally too, because, you know, we're all, we're all selfish that way and we don't want to get compromised ourselves, but you know, you just, there's the security aspect, um, communication, uh, that was big with, with military police was learning to communicate well with people. Um, because you're in difficult situations, in dangerous situations, and you still have to be able to think clearly and think through processes while you're under stress. Um, so there's that aspect of it. And then coming from what I did with contract management and procurement response, there's a lot of rules and regulations with that. And you do think about the overall big picture of the business. Um, so I brought that to the table. I brought the big picture thinking, the, the corporate communication, the government communication. And I did a lot of learning on my own because, like I said, college didn't teach me the hands-on. Um, in, and, in, the, in the military and college, it's different. In the military, you get oh one day of, uh, in the military, you get one day, they teach you how to fire a gun. And then the next 50 days, you fire a gun. In, the, yes. in college, it's different. You get, you get. Uh, 50 days of learning how to do something, and then maybe half a day actually doing it. Yes. <laughs> and it's it's different. You know, I was, as, like I said, as each semester progressed, I was getting more and more worried and disappointed. I was like, I'm not going to learn what I need to know to get a job. So I started doing more hands-on, you know, and Josh Mason, um, I know a lot of people know him in the community, he was one of my first mentors in the community because um, I volunteered with him with his cyber supply drop he was doing. Um, and getting that mentorship and building that friendship with him was important too, because he'd been in the industry. So he knew the questions to ask. And he's one of those people that when he's friends with you and even not friends, I mean, he's very honest. He's not, he's never cruel about what he says, but he can be very to the point. It's like, what are you doing here? You know, have you maybe thought about this, this, and this and kind of gives you direction in which to go. And, you know, so it's just part of cybersecurity is taking the initiative to do things um, and learn. You're not going to have a magic book that teaches you everything. You're not going to have one magic webinar that teaches you everything. You know, I, 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 sure there are some good boot camps out there, but 
I feel like unless you're one of those savants who can remember everything from the age of two, uh, you know, you'd have to do a lot of learning on your own with boot camps too. There's just, you have to take that initiative. Otherwise you're going to get left behind. And that's what I kind of see with some people is they post every day on LinkedIn that they want a job. But when they reach out to me to ask for help, I mean, I can't give them a job for one. I just got in the industry myself. Um, but I said, well, well I've, been in the industry, I've been in the industry for 20 years and I can't give them a job. It's, right. <laughs> it's sometimes a, there's a disconnect. So a job doesn't just appear in a, in a corporate mm -hmm. environment. It needs to go through approval process. For instance, if I want a headcount, I need, I need to think about it a year ahead of time so I can ask my CFO for the money because headcount is right. the money. And then they, it has to get budgeted. I, you know, if somebody has just, and I get LinkedIn messages every day, I am a SOC, I can do a SOC analyst. Do you have a role for me? Well, if I had a role for you, I would probably advertise it on my, on, on our job uh, page, but I don't, I don't have roles for everyone. Um, it's right. also something that you need to build up to. You need to ask a CFO for money because it's a lot of money to employ someone. You have to, it's a process. It doesn't just drops from the sky. Well, yeah. And it's your reputation too. And, you know, and back to the networking and building the relationships, when somebody recommends you for a job, they're putting themselves out there. I mean, and I get people and I've been bad about my inbox lately. I mean, I, I work, 11, I work 11 hour shifts. I work overnight. You know, I went from having like two inbox messages to 50 plus a day and I'm at the, I can't keep up and I really want to, and I feel bad about the people I haven't gotten to. But I get the people who ask questions, actionable questions like, hey, what can I do to show that I'm ready? What can I do to, to get my projects out there? And then I get the people who connect with me. I've never talked to them. They've never commented on my posts. And they're like, I need a job. I'm like, I, I don't know I, you. I get the I, I need a job people. And I also get I would uh, endorse you if you endorse me. And I'm like, I don't know you. Exactly. <laughs> and the search scammers. We all get the search scammers. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I, we, we will gladly take a, a search certification for you. Uh, says per CISM, uh, it will just cost you X money. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And I specifically enjoyed the one that are offering me, offering me CISP or PMP. And then they, they didn't even check to see that I already have those two certifications. And I'm like, oh, thank mm -hmm. you, but I already have it. Cost, cost me like a, a lot of hairs and, and, and money <laughs> and time, but I have it. <laughs> I've been trying to get those guys to tell me um, what, what software they're using. You know, I just try to get them engaged and they're like, hey, I'm interested. What can you tell me about this? And I try to do the same thing with scammers. I'm like, You're obvious, it's obviously not your profile, but I'm curious to know. What are, what's your end goal? What are you trying to get out of me? Fine. You have, right. <laughs> you have this picture of a very nice looking lady there. And clearly you just, and now you can see on LinkedIn when the account was created, uh, they have this mm -hmm. new option. So I'm like, clearly you created this account like a week ago and you're a scammer, but I'm really seriously want to know what's the end game? Like, how are you going to profit out of me? And they're like, they're very adamant. No, it's not a scam. And I'm like, sure it's not. But let's just say it was a scam. What were you trying to get out of me? Right. And then like a week later, you know, they get blocked or something because it turns out it actually was a scam. Uh, but I'm like, they never answer. And I'm like, I'm very cur curious oh. to know what's the end game. Because I know, you know, you get a text message on your phone wanting your social security number. You understand where they're going with it. 
But on right. LinkedIn, what's the end game? What do you want? Like, what do you want to get? Put that, uh, they want to put that Trojan on your computer so that they can. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you want me to download something? Do you want me to, to give you my bank account? What, what do you want? What's the end game of, you know, being like a different person or a scammer on LinkedIn? What's the information you're trying to get? Because it's open. You don't need to be connected to me to see my information. Mm -mm. One thing I've done, I don't know if, if you're familiar with, or if you've met him, Stefan Semmelroth. Um, he, he hasn't been as active on LinkedIn, but he, he's also fantastic with the community. Um, he has his GitHub and he has a resume example on there that's supposed to be ATS friendly. And it, and it is because when I, once I started using it, I was actually able to get through some of the ATSs. But on it, he has some example of a program he made up. It's Jaeger Shell. So I've made up this cert. It's a Jaeger Shell Master Security Practitioner cert. And I send the search scammers in looking for that. I'm like, well, how much is it to take this search? And I'll run around with them for weeks before before their their profile gets taken down. But <laughs> you know, it's a good it's a good it's a good kind of distraction to pass the time when you have it. And you know, it it does fit into cybersecurity because part of it for me, a big part about getting in that attracted me to it was I have this sense of curiosity. I want to know how things work. I want to know what happens if I tweak this over here? What happens if I press this button here? You that, know, that's, that's why you get into trouble, you know, Oh, what happens if I just, you know, tweak yes, this I mean, and all of a sudden the network, the entire networks go down and you hear <laughs> the CEOs screaming from the other end of the uh, hallway. And that's why you need the background knowledge so that you can know that, Hey, what you did, yeah. this is what does this, but just, always just always back up your settings. That's the uh, that's the thing I learned yeah. from taking down a network once. Yes, VMs. I've not done that. Um, that horrifies me. But I'm sure I'll make a giant mistake at some point because everybody does. <laughs> you know, it's, it's bound to happen. It's a badge of honor. I took down a network for 24 hours. We lost like a <laughs> we lost like five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Congratulations! You graduated. You're now a real techie. But you know. That's another thing. Like I'm in my forties now. I just got my career in cybersecurity. Um, and the nice thing about being in your forties about career and career changing is you don't care as much. I mean, you care, but it's not like a worry. Like you, you, you don't doubt yourself as much. It's more of a, Hey, you know, this needs looking into this doesn't, you know, but it's, it's interesting. Um, but yeah. You know, that that was a big drive for me was the curiosity part. I'm like, huh, what do you find I want to know how to do this, this, and this. What do you find most challenging in cybersecurity? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me. I would say after starting my job, um, because I worked for an MSP, it's, I didn't realize, I mean, I because I'd done some home labs, I was aware that there was a lot of processes involved with like even opening a simple program. But once you get several customers and you're getting alerts on all of those processes, it's amazing how much there is. And so for me, the biggest challenge has been knowing when to stop asking the why, you know, or how does this work? <laughs> um, because I want to know why something happens. And I'm going to dig down till I figure out why that's happening. Um, it might be that the customer system needs tuned. It might be a one-off thing. Um, or it might be a bad guy doing bad guy things. 
But with asking those whys, I mean, I think that's why they came up with the five whys. Um, Toyota, was it Toyota Corp that came up with the five whys? Uh, I can't um, remember, but I, I'm familiar with it. I just don't remember who came up with it. I think that's why they stopped at five, because I realized there's a point when you can keep asking why and you're past the problem. And it almost feels like you're going into those like infinite psychedelic, like, oh, no, where am I now? <laughs> So I always like to say, we don't need to solve everything. No, you like, can't. You we we can't. can't, but we are as techie cybersecurity professionals, we just like to go at it. And like, you can sit when I was, you know, younger and without kids, I said at like four or 5 a.m. and like trying to solve something. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm so tired, but I'm going to keep on doing it. I didn't solve it yeah. yet. <laughs> or they, or the kids come in while you're in the middle of solving something and you're like, I got it. Kids are important. They're only this age one time. I'm going to put this down. I'm going to save it, you know, um, and walk. I'm going to walk away for a while. So, <laughs> so what's some um, people that are getting into cybersecurity today? Uh, what's your best advice for them? For one, <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to take a drink of water real quick. <laughs> I would say have a goal in mind. If you are just entering the, if you've just put your toes in the realm of cybersecurity, explore a little, figure out what you want to do. And you're not tied down to one job because I feel like all the jobs are going to help you in other jobs in cybersecurity. Um, and bring a sense of community. It's all teamwork. It, it's all teamwork. Um, you, you got to be able to give, and I think it makes the experience more enriching. And I'm not saying give beyond your means as far as, and not monetarily time, you know, even if it's commenting on somebody else's profile, like congratulations on your search or congratulations on this, um, or helping the next person who's stepping in saying like, Hey, I just went through this. Let's help. You know, and another part of that is putting your work out there. We do all this work at, on our home labs that is important to us. Nobody sees it if, unless we put it out there. So make a GitHub, you know, even do LinkedIn articles. I love the LinkedIn articles because they're simple, they're low effort, and you still can put your work out there. Just make sure you back it up in case LinkedIn nixes your profile somehow. Um, <laughs> why, why would they do that? <laughs> and build the meaningful relationships. Um, and another part of that is being positive. I know that I'm not saying the Pollyanna syndrome. I'm not saying get out there and everything is roses. Everything is rainbows and stars because it's not. Toxic positivity. But, toxic positivity yeah. is bad. Yeah. Don't, don't have toxic positivity, but don't be out there saying, uh, nobody likes me. Nobody's going to give me a job, you know, and because you reach a point where you, and I've been there. I've been really depressed before. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. Um, talk, well, talk, talk about it with your friends, significant other, but keep it out of LinkedIn. Yeah. Your community. Talk about it with your, your Discord community. That yeah, you've talk built about up, it with your you Discord know? community. But on LinkedIn, it's the last thing I think recruiters or hiring managers want to see the depressed individual airing their depression on LinkedIn. It's like, I don't know if I want to be hiring this person. It's hard. It's a hard truth to say, and, and I'm, I'm not shying away from it, but better not put it on LinkedIn because this is not someone you want to be associated with. You know, you can air with right. your friends or with your close friends group on Discord or 
whatever chat application you're looking or even in, a, in a, an inside LinkedIn chat application, uh, the chat. Yeah. Uh, but don't put it on a post that that, that negativity, that ne negativity is never, ne never good. No. And if you're listening to this and you feel you are negative, don't take it personally. Just turn it around. I mean, if you need if you need somebody to talk to, I mean, you can connect with me. My LinkedIn box is full, but, you know, I'm, I'm willing to help you talk through it. Uh, but just just know that you can do this. I mean, you anybody can really do this. Um, there's so many jobs in cybersecurity. If you really want to do it and you put in the work, you can do it. Uh, uh, you just have to be willing to constantly learn, constantly grow. And even after you get the job, you can't stop learning and growing. You have to keep learning because uh, it, it evolves so quickly. <laughs> yep. um, one other thing about if you're getting a job, don't quit on LinkedIn when you get a job. Keep, keep, no. there. keep being in there. Be active. That's one second thing. And it's the best advice I've ever heard in my life. Your workplace does not own your LinkedIn account. They can't nope. tell you put the banner for your company up there. You can you could if you want to. It's completely your choice. But remember, LinkedIn, that's your professional profile, not the business yes. that hired you. So always keep yes. it yours. Never, never use the uh, email address for the company for it because you'll be locked mm -mm. out. That's, <laughs> that's your person and that's from experience. <laughs> I have experience in this. Um, keep it in your personal one. It's your personal profile. Keep, keep it up there. Um, and keep engaging with people, even if you have a job. It's not just for jobs uh, search; it's for mm -hmm. the community. And you, you owe. And I ask people in my community all the time about things that I don't know because I've been in the yeah. business for twenty years, and I still don't know a lot of things. I have other friends that do know, and I communicate with with them like that. Yeah, and you know, it also helps honestly on the job sometimes because with my position and working overnights, sometimes it's hard to get a hold of people at nighttime. Um, but I usually know somebody in my network that I'm like, I think this is what's going on. And I obviously don't give them details. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't give them any personal details or more company details or, com you know, anything. But for example, you know, um, the, the, the APT group, Winty, there, I didn't realize there was scanners out there that specifically scan for activity that shows signs of Winty. All I saw was that pop up. And, you know, as a new SOC analyst, I'm like, Winty's in our network. Ah! <laughs> and so like, then I'm like, wait a second. So I started looking into it a little bit and I was able to hit up somebody in my network say, who specializes in APT groups and does ransomware negotiations. I'm like, what about this, this, and this? He's like, yes, it's just a scanner. He's like, there's a lot of those out there. He's like, you know, so we talked about it a little bit. If I hadn't have had that relationship built, I would have probably been sitting there going, ah, what's going ah, on? <laughs> so, you know, the minute you understand how many times your network gets scanned, it's mind boggling. Oh it's mind boggling how many times your network could get scanned. It's like somebody's trying to hack you like every, literally every minute. It is. And oh, that's another challenging part about MSPs is, and I, I've not worked in any other place except for an MSP, so I don't know how much different it is, but communicating with the customer in a way that they can understand and that doesn't portray that, that FUD feeling, you know, the fear, uncertainty, and doom. Um, because some don't care if a census scanner goes through their network. Others do. 
Um, some want you to block every single instance that comes in and you spend a lot of time blocking, but that's okay. That's their network. That's what they hired us to do. If, if that's what they want, I get paid either way. So I'm going to do it for them. So, <laughs> but yeah, scanners, lots of scanners. <laughs> that was another surprising thing. <laughs> so three tips right now that you can give people to do on LinkedIn that will help them get noticed. Yeah. Um, if you're not doing projects, do them and post them where people can see. Um, Which means on the top, not on the project section, because the project section is all yes. the way down and nobody ever looks at it. Exactly. Um, keep active on LinkedIn in a positive way and do more than just cool. Awesome. That's cool. Amazing. Interact with people, <laughs> ask questions. If you don't know something, I mean, this community is amazing. There's people of all skill levels. If you don't know something, you can say, hey, I see you've made a post about this. What, you know, and ask the question you have. Just do it. Um, Just do it. Yeah. And three, build the relationships, meaningful relationships. And that doesn't mean you can waltz into somebody's inbox and say, be my mentor, be my best friend. You have to build the relationship. Um, yes. And everybody's happy to build that relationship with you. You just got to you just got to put the effort in. <laughs> exactly. Here's a couple of things that are my personal pet peeves when I get them in my inbox is hi, Ron. And that's it. Yes, <laughs> that's it. Just, hi, Ron, don't do that. Um, hi, Ron, um, I need a mentor. Can you be my mentor? Hello, who are you? We've never met. No. Um, hi, Ron, I need a job. Here's my resume. Also, no. Um, build a relationship. This is all about building relationships. You can't just drop this on you. Like, if you've, if you've known me for several months, if we've talked around back and forth, you can say, hey, Ron, I really enjoyed the conversations. I think we get along well together. Would you be interested in helping me out a couple of times a week while I find my way inside cybersecurity? Great. We can talk about it. But without prior introduction, I don't know you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like it, It's just you and 100 other people this week that, that uh, uh, sent me the exact same message. So I don't know you. Sorry. Yeah. And from a security standpoint, you don't know if that person messaging you is a real person. You don't know if it's a scam profile. You don't know if it's somebody trying to social engineer you into giving information about your company. So, <laughs> yep, um, that's exactly it. So, Jess, we are out of time, but thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, I enjoyed this conversation a lot. And thank you for watching another episode of Midnight Wars. Um, if you want, we are also have an audio-only podcast. It's on Anchor. You can see the address down below. Thank you very much, and see you next time.